0: Welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordeau. If you're inspired to begin your own life coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit journey.co, that's J R N I dot co, for more information. Your adventure awaits.
1: On today's episode of the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast, we're going to talk about how to use empathy in relationships. Noel Cordeaux. John
0: Kim, you sound like you have a cold.
1: Oh, uh, I just woke up. Ah. Uh, all right, school us on empathy. First of all, what is it?
0: So empathy is a, a tool. It is a skill set. It is something that can be taught to folks. Um, you're not naturally born with it. It's something that you learn. And it is the act of taking time to understand somebody else's perspective from a 360 degree view of what they see, what they hear, what they think, what they feel, and how that impacts what they might say or do. And the the value of this exercise this process this way of being is it allows you to relate to people in a new way that you may have never considered and develop compassion and change the way that you behave in turn in response rather than reaction
1: I love how you said 360 um a 360 degree view most people don't do that most people maybe go 20 (laughs) yeah um but what do you mean by that? What do you mean by three hundred and sixty?
0: So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it to a really weird place right now.
1: Yes, please do.
0: Okay. So, um, before the Industrial Revolution, uh, people used to live in towns and villages, and family members and family lines had similar traits. So if you saw somebody with a certain nose or broad shoulders and a stocky build, you could pretty much say, okay, this person is from that family, that clan, you know, I know who these people are. And during that period of time, someone's character was much more valuable than their uh, appearance because folks didn't have a lot of social mobility. You were born into whatever family or class or station in life you were born into. You had the physical characteristics associated with that family, and whether or not you were a good person of character was how people determined to value. Um, After the Industrial Revolution, people left their cities and towns, And they they moved away from their families of origin and you had all of a sudden these huge industrial hubs spring up where you had people from all over the place coming together and there was no way to determine what somebody's character was. So society changed and people began to value each other based on physical appearance and possessions. If someone had a certain watch, that meant that they had enough money to buy that watch and that ascribed some sort of value to them. Um, this is the time when body image for women became a big problem, the era of the Gibson girls with the narrow waist, you know, so on and so forth. So, for the past 150 years, we've been socialized uh, to look at people. And judge them based on their exterior presentation without ever giving thought to the entire um, universe that each of us have inside of us. And so, you know, when we're talking about a 360 degree perspective, it's checking yourself, checking yourself and saying, am I responding to this person based on my socialized cues? Am I judging this person based on how they look, what they have, what they're wearing versus taking the time to understand who they are, what they've been through in life, where they're going, and what they experience on their interior.
1: Yeah, I think for me, um, knowing their story, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, it's very easy to judge people by their words and actions. And of course, uh, many people hurt us because of what they say and what they do. What makes them human, what makes them three-dimensional is when you learn that the reason why they are saying what they're saying. So, you know, the reactions or it's, uh, it's triggering them or when you get to know their story, when you get to start to peel their layers and you understand, um, it doesn't mean that you're less hurt, but then there's that room to actually be empathetic. And then I think empathetic, I mean, I think empathy then is the um, doorway to compassion.
0: It is. It, it is the doorway to compassion. And I think there's a, a huge um, bridge there that needs to be forged. So, um, so how can we kind of pull this out and say, okay, this is how you, you do it as a tool and how you use it
1: in your everyday life. Yes. Let's, let's uh, let's give some people some actionable steps. If, if, If empathy is being, if being empathetic is a struggle for you and it is for many, um, especially in relationships, because, you know, the thing is that the closer you are to someone, um, sometimes the harder it is to be empathetic to that person. Oh, very much right. so it's and, almost easier to be empathetic to a stranger
0: mhm yes it it is because when when you're in relationship, especially close relationship with each other, what they do and say with their own time has an impact on you right
1: yeah well they also they also have more power to hurt you
0: power to hurt you um it, and 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 also power to make your day better too, so it can really you know, change the, it can change the emotional environment that you experience when you start pulling from a place of empathy. So, um, you know, common one is, you know, romantic, romantic partner. Um, there are, I think based on, you know, years of relationship coaching and just kind of existing in the world, when you look at couples, we all have this total depth inside of us, and there's not a human out there that doesn't have this vast, complicated, layered interior of thought, feeling, emotion, hopes, dreams, you know, so on and so forth. Most couples don't talk about that stuff with each other.
1: <laughs> that makes me so sad, because right? I know it's true.
0: <laughs> it's totally true. Well, we, you know? we,
1: we talk about the logistics and what we want for lunch and what we're going to do and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it, it's very surfacey. It's
0: very surfacey, and, and, you know, I think that kind of going back to the industrial revolution being socialized, you know, for hundreds of years to ascribe power and value to things, a relationship is another checkbox. Do you have a boyfriend? Check. Do you have a girlfriend? Check. Are you married? Check. Um, but you know, what does that mean in terms of like an energetic exchange? What does that mean in terms of like truly knowing somebody's interior? That's scary shit.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's scarier to show your interior.
0: It is. It's scary to show your interior and it's scary to go deep into somebody else's interior and say, you know what? Um, I'm going to honor you in this space.
1: Why is that scary? Because it means what?
0: I think it's scary because, um, you know, folks don't want to deal with feelings. Um, I think it's scary because of attachment that once you really get to know someone and understand, you know, what goes on for them daily in their, in their inside, um, it's it's hard to uh, pull away, you know. You feel responsibility, you feel love, you feel compassion. Um, I think it's scary because our world is designed on the surface, you know. The phone, the pocketbook, the car, the shoes. Um, why I think, think I think also
1: for men, and I know this is a generalization, um, but since I have a book coming out about men and redefining uh, what a man looks like. I, I think because as a society, men may see showing their interior as a weakness, you know, putting the shield down. Um, this is not a manly thing to do.
0: What is it? I mean, so talk to me about that because I'm not a man. Um, what was it like to be socialized in that way? Where did those cues come from?
1: I think they come from um, locker rooms. They come from frat houses. They come from other men. um and I think, you know, it starts with at home not having uh, a male role model who is vulnerable, who does show his interior and teaches you as a little boy growing up that it's okay to practice empathy, to say I love you, to ask someone how they feel, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I think that muscle is is, is, is rarely used. And then we grow up and get into relationships and, and you know, we're just <laughs> – they're, they're like, you know, all you do is talk talk about things and try to fix things. It's like, who are you?
0: How does that translate into an experience of intimacy
1: well add to all that um pornography and uh a lot of other things that distort intimacy and i think our definitions of intimacy and i think it just becomes uh skin deep you know um and this is not everyone of course I'm, i'm generalizing but i'm just saying through uh the men that i've coached um and you know my own friends and stuff Intimacy doesn't get super deep, doesn't get to a spiritual level, doesn't get to a, um, you know, eye contact, um, deeper than skin level, uh, because one, you're not showing yourself, you're not to doing, um, you know, you're not being intimate by completely being transparent. Um, and also, I think just sex and pornography and things that we've seen in images and images and that kind of programming can turn it into a sport, you know.
0: Yeah, so this is a big problem, and and it and it transcends it. It's not just at home in um in what I would refer to as as binary one man one woman romantic relationships, but I think it it flows into the workspace. I think it flows into the gym. I think it flows into friendships, um, where men feel that they can't show themselves.
1: Yes, and I think it also for women, especially at an early age, if men are acting like this, um, women then accept it, you know, and then they don't speak up, and they don't talk about their feelings. And then so you have two people um, who are not kind of honest, in a way, who are not who are not showing themselves who are not pulling from their interior
0: yeah yeah and and i I don't think it's a lack of honesty I mean, I think it's just walls
1: walls right walls you know appear. I think
0: it's walls um yeah th- that's really interesting and then, and i and I'm just kind of thinking about you know women um Showing yourself, talking about feelings, talking about your interior, um because let's face it, we live in a patriarchal society where male characteristics are valued more than female characteristics those those behaviors are seen as showing weakness as you know showing um uh as you know acting like a woman, acting like a girl, and that's negative, that's pejorative, yeah yeah it was really last night um I did a business training and it was really great training um and something that I have been learning and really working on in the context of my professional life is taking a break and being honest with everybody around me when i when I'm reached a point where I'm physically, mentally, and emotionally dysfunctional because I'm getting the shit kicked out of me, and I need to take a break and and up until I'd say about two months ago I would beat myself up for taking a break because I thought that it denoted weakness and last night er, there was a male trainer and I asked him I said you know how do you contend with the fact that as an entrepreneur there are just gonna be times where you get the shit kicked out of you and can't function. And he looked at me in point blank and said, the world doesn't care about your problems.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was very empathetic to you. <laughs> you
0: have to get up anyway. And I didn't challenge him because I wasn't the one leading the training, but I just thought, wow, what, what a non-empathetic masculine way to see the world you know like I must pull through I must suffer through my feelings and I was like no there's a um
1: there's a huge swell of this kind of you know um man the fuck up hustle work 24 hours um, you know wake up at four a m if, if you don't uh, if you don't you know work twenty hours a day and, and or if you ever complain then that means you don 't want it bad enough there's a strange thing happening in the world with entrepreneurship and, it, and i don 't know where it's coming from if it 's coming from the tech world or whatever but um, I think because so many people are now more than ever leaving their nine to five and pursuing their passions um, and people are finding how difficult it is um, there's a lot of this kind of messaging and i don 't know how I feel about it.
0: Uh, that you have to stuff your feelings and hustle.
1: Yeah. That, uh, you're not allowed to complain that, um, you know, uh, you have to wake up four AM that you have to outwork someone like all these things. And you know what? I understand there's truth to, if you want to build anything and you and I know this, um, how difficult it is. And I like you don't believe in balance. I know that if you want to build anything, um, sustainable that you, you're working your ass off and you have to thread it into your life. But um, I still think that it's okay to have feelings. <laughs> it's okay, yes. it's okay to, to, to say that it is hard, you know, and not to, yes. prete- not to pretend. The pretending is what bothers me.
0: Well, so what's so important about empathy is that human beings are not capable of repressing their feelings. When we repress our feelings and we repress our emotions, they come out in other ways. They come out in maladaptive behaviors. So
1: Physically, too.
0: Physically, they come out in maladaptive behaviors. Physically, um, so you know, if we know this and we're kind of looking around at the landscape of everything and saying, Wow, we're in this place in society where we're at this point in time where hundreds of millions and billions of people are walking around masking their feelings, masking their pain, feeling like they can't speak up. They can't show themselves. They can't embrace their humanity and they must work, 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 work. That sounds like a really bad idea to me.
1: Yeah. It's a car crash. It's,
0: it, it is, it, it, it's, it sounds terrible. And you know, w- what I said in the training last night is that we are adopting empathy as a a company cultural characteristic. And he said, you're the first company I've ever heard from a leadership perspective say, you know, we're doing this. And I think it makes such an incredible difference for anyone within our organization to be able to say, you know what, I'm having a really bad week. I can't hack it right now. I need to tap out. And for everybody else to say, oh my God, I'm so sorry, please take space. We have it, you know?
1: You know what? That um, stuff is rarely found in the workplace, empathy. Right. And
0: and, and it, it it is vital to long-term human functioning. You know, if you want to run the marathon of entrepreneurship and you don't have people around you that you can freely, openly, without fear of ramification, admit when you're having a hard time, and that you need to take a break to take care of yourself, it's not going to work. Sure. Could you imagine? Like, <laughs> I can't. And, and that's the thing. It's like, I can't imagine a different way of being. And I don't know how to disrupt it in other places other than to model. You
1: yes, know. to model, to be the example. You know, unfortunately, most people work in those kind of spaces where empathy is, is, is not even... Um, it's not in there. No. It's uh. Um, no. It's you know. It's it's production. It's what you produce. It's hours. It's all of that stuff. It's you know sales and yeah. but, it, but there's there's very very um very small room for empathy. Um and but going back to relationships, you know, I, I think that one of the things that I like to do is especially if I'm struggling with being empathetic with someone, um, not only trying to learn their story, but uh, try to see the essence of who they are. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: And, and, and from a functional perspective, I don't want it to sound like this is all rainbows and unicorns and, and you employ empathy and all of a sudden you're filled with compassion and everything goes well. No, it's totally fucking messy. Um, so, like, so I'll give a case study example um, something that happened in the last two weeks for me. Um, my husband and I got into a massive fight. Like, it was such a big fight that it was one of those things that the next day I physically hurt (laughs) because I was just like, oh, my God. Um, And I was salty and I was, you know, stressed and I was all the things. And I went out with a friend and was kind of talking about it. And I came to some levels of awareness about you know, what I learned about my husband's perspective on different things and That is the beginning of empathy, right is when you're taking the time to learn about somebody else's perspective Not because you want to be right or prove your point but because you genuinely want to work towards a better partnership It's there has to be that intention there and I I came back to him and said, you know what I understand things that I didn't understand before. These are all the things that I see now. Did I get this right? And how can I do a better job of being there for you and being supportive? And, you know, my husband is wonderful. He's not as verbal as as I am. And so he just he physically lit up and I could see it in him that he was just kind of, he felt secure of like, oh my God, my wife is there for me. And and I was like, oh my God, like this is what it's all about, you know, being able to provide that for somebody else.
1: Yeah, and you know, maybe we could end here. The good news about empathy and the power of it is that once you actually practice it, um, the return is great. Like usually mm-hmm. when, some, when someone is empathetic to you, uh, the other person can show empathy back in the way that they do it.
0: Yeah. And, and it, and it just, it, it's, it's the quality of the relationships that is exponentially increased.
1: Yes. So guys, listen, uh, empathy is soil. And I think without, especially in relationships without it, uh, you really are building on sand. Um, and also, as we mentioned, if you're an entrepreneur, um, And if you're even a life coach or you're looking for a life coach, uh, empathy is key. It's crucial in any human exchange. So make sure you're practicing empathy and make sure uh, you're in a space where you are um, getting it back.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. This was a good one, John Kim. I'll talk to you next time.
1: Thank you for being empathetic.
0: (laughs) Bye.